choose you. Be cool, baby. Okay. Hey, bitch, come here. Got your motherfucking man. Come here. Mr. Pretty Tony, I mean, you know the rules of the game. I mean, your bitch just chose me. Now, we can settle this like you got some class, so we can get into some gangster shit. Fuck being on some chill shit. We go zero to a hundred, nigga, real quick. Yo, what up, what up, what up? It's Kells at KMGZ. How's everybody doing? I'm a little late, I apologize, but things happen. Um, this is Thanks for Asking, Kells Radio, episode 130. And I just realized every week I tick off these episode numbers, and I guess I should acknowledge, I don't know, some kind of milestones or whatever, but I, nah, it's episode 130, I don't, you know, whatever. I guess 100, 200, people do that, but I don't know. It's not that serious for me. So, episode 130, I'm back. Um... So let's just get started. I have to acknowledge the Eagles 10 and 2. They lost to Seattle. I mean, I'm not really that salty about it. I mean, we if you watch the game, you saw we had we we I mean, we didn't get blown out. We had some opportunities. We just had I don't know, man. Doug Peterson had an Andy Breed game where like his calls, he ch- he used two challenges. Both of them I did not agree with. Um, he just kept running the ball. I, I just got on here two weeks ago and said, or last week, and said how, you know, he don't be running the same, trying to do the same play over and over that don't work. I mean, it wasn't the same play, but, like, he wasn't throwing the ball down the field. And it was opportunities, though, and he just wasn't doing it. And the first time, the one time he did do it, it was a touchdown. Um, they threw a ball, ball to Aguilar, um, first play of the game, he overthrew it, they didn't do it again. Then they went to him again in the third quarter. Um, Carson Wentz fumbled on his way into the end zone. So it was a lot of stuff, but look, I'd rather have that game now, leading, you know, during the regular season, than do a one and done in the playoffs, okay? And all the teams trying to drag, like, oh, we can be the, like, every team in the league don't go out to Seattle and get beat. That's one of the hardest stadiums to play in and win. They, they, record at home is crazy. Our record at home is crazy. That's why I'm, you know, we tend to, we still got the best, um, record in the league, but we tied with a couple other teams. I think we're going to pull away though, because, um, I think we'll beat the Rams. I, I haven't watched the Rams play all year, but I just think we're going to beat them. Um, but we got to, it's important for us because I'm, you know, again, we're still a young team. Ain't no guarantee we're going to get to Super Bowl. I'll be glad if we do. But I mean, we went from last to, we went from last place to first place. So this is, a, this season is success to me. I mean, we clearly going to win NFC East. We're going to go to the playoffs, however far we go. I don't know. But this season is a success to us. And whether we go all the way or we don't, it's a, it's a building season. It's development season because we are still very young and we got a bright, bright future. So, you know, I, I, I mean, but we could have, a couple, a couple plays here and there, we could have snuck out of Seattle with him. I mean, Doug, I don't know what he'd be thinking. Like, it was a fourth and inches call, and he, I mean, he used the challenge to see if it was the first down. Like, why? Carson gets that easy. Carson is, like, leading the league in quarterback sneaks. He's a big dude. He can get them few inches. Why are you going to waste a challenge on that? So, of course, they said he did. I mean, he did on the preview, but the rest, the rest stunk, by the way. Um... They called a pass interference on us that took the game out of our hands. But when they did the exact, their defensive play did the exact same thing on us, which is basically their feet got tripped up. You don't call it a pass interference. They called pass interference on us, but they ain't calling on them. So, um, 
you know, he did. He so he he lost that challenge, lost the timeout. So then it was another challenge later in the game because Russell Wilson threw a forward pass and he ain't challenge it. And it was clear it was a forward pass and it was on third down. And you would have got the ball and they was at like midfield. You would have got the ball back with good position and had a chance. We was not really out of the game ever, but the, he didn't challenge it. And of course, Russell took him down and scored a touchdown. Russell was killing us. Russell was killing us, but Russell killed a lot of teams. And I heard a little a lot of chatter on the lines, and I'm like, listen. I ain't taking nothing. Minnesota's good. New Orleans is good. But again, like I said, and, and Russell killed us. The rest of the team wasn't really, uh, y'all can't run on us. Seattle did not run on us. They had a couple breakouts. But for the most part, they was not running on us. We hard to run on. And unless you got a quarterback like Russell Wilson, it ain't going to be the same for y'all. So I'm not really worried about it. We'll play the Saints and we'll see what's up. And we'll play, or we'll, or we'll play Minnesota and we'll see what's up. But I, you know, whatever. A lot of teams go out to Seattle and get beat. So, yeah. Moving on. We 10-2, though. Still, still, 8.8, um, 800 percentage. I'll take it. Okay, so, let me go through the quick shit that I really, oh, um, I'm my bad. I should have gave yours and negritude to, I'm calling her Keisha Bottoms. I know she got a hyphenated name, but I just think it's hilarious that the mayor of Atlanta is called Keisha Bottoms, so she's gonna be Keisha Bottoms with me. I don't care. Keisha Bottoms, like that is the mayor of Atlanta's name is Keisha Bottoms. That is like black excellence. Um, congratulations to her. She won by I think they said five. I think the last count I saw was like it was either five forty nine or seven forty nine. Very small number, which goes to show all you idiot assholes who blew this fucking election talking about your vote don't count. It does. She won by less than a thousand votes. Um. And, you know, it's, it's again, I've been saying, um, I th- or I have said before, I know it looks really bad, and I, like I said last week, it's a lot of damage that's just done, that's just irreparable as far as, like, the judges and a lot of shit going on at the, at the federal level, but, like, I'm just don't, I don't, I think of these, these 30% Trump voters, they just think that they have, like, this mandate, and they're gonna take over, and I just don't think they don't be, I just don't think they do, because, Y'all won in, in a shenan- in a rigged, shenanigan-filled election. Y'all did not win legitimately. Nobody is with y'all. And stuff like this is how you know. Because it's like, I mean, listen, I'm no fan of the DNC and Nancy Pelosi. And I think they all need to go. I, need they, I think they sat over 20 years of the map turning completely red. Because they just, all the stuff we never read about them. But I think when people at the local level really get their shit together and go out and vote... And fuck with them Democrats in Washington as long as they don't know nothing about nothing and go out and vote that they win. And that's why I said last week, it's usually the Democrats that win the presidential nominations, the Jimmy Carters, the, the Bill Clintons, the uh, Barack Obamas, are the ones that are outside the establishment. They're not the ones with the establishment. Bill, um, I was little when, I don't know about, but I've read about him afterward, that Jimmy Carter was like a peanut butter farmer from Georgia. And they was like, who the fuck is this? He ain't going to win. He won. Bill Clinton, I, I, that's the first president I ever voted for was Bill Clinton when I was 18 years old. He came out of nowhere. Everybody, he was from Arkansas. Who the fuck is this? He wasn't the, um, I, I forgot who they, who was they picking? Who, who, uh, I don't know. I wasn't into politics too tough then, but there was some other person, not Bill Clinton, an older guy. Bob, no, that's, who was it? Some old nigga that they was looking at, like, was going to run. Because I think the first time Clinton, no, the first time Clinton ran against George Bush Sr., because George Bush Sr. had one um, term. And then the second time he ran against Bob Dole. Yes. So, you know, he came out of nowhere. He wasn't the, he wasn't the chosen one. 
He kept winning primaries, and then he became the nominee. Obama, the same thing. So, fuck this, fuck the DNC, fuck what they, what they doing. Everybody for your governorships and your mayors and your um, state senators and, and congressmen, yo, go out and vote. And, and these niggas, they think they, they think they the captain now, and I, I don't think they are. I, I think Mueller going to get them out of there, and it's going to be a wrecking, and hopefully we have a reset. Again, we, can't, we ain't going to get all the clowns back in the car, and them judges that he pointing in there, that's that's forever, like, you know, that's another 30, 40 years, so I don't know, tell y'all, y'all should vote it, that's on y'all, but speaking of judges, and I, I had a lot to say about this, but I, I'm gonna make it shorter, because I want to wait and see what the decision says, but this case that has made it all the way to the Supreme Court about this gay wedding cake, now, first of all, let me start by saying, if you ain't an attorney, if you ain't went to law school and studied the laws and took in the, and taken the bar exam and wrote the bar exam and got a passing grade, fuck you. Don't be in my mentions telling me what the issues are and what the law is. What the fuck you talking about? You a lay person. You fucking quoting, tweeting, whatever somebody else said. ACLU or whoever. Fuck out my face. I, I did very well in law school, believe it or not. And I actually, when I, I actually know quite a bit about the law. I mean, I'm a lawyer. I'm barred. But be. I did very well in law school on most of my exams, and I do actually know very much about the law and the arguments that can make and those that will, you know, seem to be successful or where they could be shut down. And what I have said, so let's start at the beginning. Um, you know that Brown versus Board of Education in 1955 was the penultimate case that desegregated uh, schools. Well, I'll quote finger desegregated because we've seen... Uh, articles come out recently now that schools are more desegregated now than, are segregated more now than they were back then. But it's the penultimate case that officially desegregated schools. And, and that's really the only thing that people really know about desegregation. Thurgood Marshall argued it and, and, and occurred in 1955, Brown for Sports of Education. But what I did not know until I got to law school, and what a lot of people don't really know is 1955 was not the beginning of the desegregation of schools that Thurgood Marshall actually, and this is, I didn't go see the movie because I'm not going to see no dark skinned Thurgood Marshall, but the, the, he came up with the, he wanted to get rid of separate but equal since he was in school and he went to university of Maryland, I think, or Baltimore, Maryland law school. And the strategy that he came up with to get to Brown versus Board of Education, he came, he started in the 30s. So there were 20 years of cases that many of us have never heard of and never read about that each case set a precedent for the next case, which set a precedent for the next case, which got him to 1955. And by the time he got to 1955, he was able to draw on all of that case law over the past 20 years. And that's what got him the victory in 1955. He did that strategically. He went all over the South and he picked specific cases that went to specific um with specific fact patterns that could be applied to different rules of law that would anticipate what the other side would say and that would, you know, have a counter for that because his plan was he wanted the law of the land was separate but equal and Thurgood wanted to show that that was not, I mean, black people already knew that it was not separate. I mean, it was separate, but it was not equal. But he wanted to show that not only was it separate but not equal, but that it would 
you would not ever be able to have separate but equal because it would be cost prohibitive. It would be too expensive to maintain uh, a white school system and a black school system that was equal. That had, in other words, to have a black school that's going to have all, because what they were separate but equal, it wasn't equal, it was separate. The white kids had the nice shiny buildings and, and all that, and the black kids got used books and all the bullshit. But, oh, well, separate but equal, because they think that's all we deserve. And Thurgood was in court like, nah, equal mean equal. Equal mean if they get a shiny building and nice books, we got to get a shiny building and nice books. And he kept bringing those types of cases, but he was very strategic. There were, there were a lot of cases that they went around and they decided that they didn't want to use because it didn't fit in the strategy and they felt that if they had lost it, it would set them back too far because it would set a precedent that would shut down the rest of their cases. Okay, I said all that to say that I do not think this gay wedding cake is a good case to bring all the way to the Supreme Court of the United States of America. Do I believe that people should not, that homophobes, in other words, do I like homophobes? No. Do I think this man really has religious beliefs? No. He just don't want to make a gay cake, okay? I'm not caping for this man, but this is this is what I'm trying to say. People, again, niggas that ain't lawyers, keep trying to use this public accommodation thing, or if you're open for the public, that you should be available to everybody. There's myriad of exceptions to that. Okay, first of all, let's talk about what a public, and, they, and there was a very famous case, I forgot, in the 50s or 60s, I think, and it, we just called it the barbecue cases, because what it was was you had um, barbecue places on the interstate, and they were not serving black customers, people were like, hey, this is on the interstate, anybody who travel on the interstate, this is public, um, uh, public accommodation, because you are on the interstate, which means you're open to anybody who should come by on the interstate, and it can be anybody, and you can't deny based on color. That is different than what this wedding cake case is. And I read some of the some of the arguments the other day and they are in the court and I don't know which way they're going to go, but I'll tell you why either way is going to be bad. But the court was was Sotomayor and and um Kennedy and a couple justices were asking the questions that were getting at what I was trying to get at, which is this. They're so under speech, right? First amendment, free speech. There is a concept, and I'll explain it simply. It's it, it's sometimes it's called it's really called artistic expression, but sometimes you hear it uh, called special services. And basically, there is a concept that if you are doing something creative, so if you're a musician, an artist, a cake baker, which I think most people would agree, a person who bakes wedding cakes, not the dude that walk at Costco or the supermarket and he just doing the regular old sheet, they all them cakes look the same, and they just put the little stencil on it, not that. I think everybody knows that people who make cake or would agree that people who make cakes, wedding cakes, are artists. Everyone is different. They put their little cakes in their portfolio. They show it off to you. You go to this baker and not that baker because he does great cakes. I mean, Cake Boss got a whole show off of the the cakes he makes. It's creativity. I think most people would agree, right? So if you are creative or special services or artist or whatever, you cannot, under the public accommodation law, you cannot be made... To provide your creative services to some if you to someone you don't want to, which makes sense because you know I'm a I'm a I'm a singer or whatever I'm Beyonce I'm whoever and you know um, I don't want to have to be told that I have to you know who, uh, 
so-and-so wants to, let's say I'm in, I don't know, some racist-ass place, I don't know where, and they want to hold this, the Klan want to have a concert, and, and um, you know, it's on public land or whatever, and, you know, they want me to perform, I don't want to perform, they sue me and say I have to perform because, you know, I'm open, I allow public performances. They don't want that to occur. I think most people can understand that. If you're an artist, art, art and creativity is personal to yourself. I have beliefs. I put whatever. You know how artists are. I put this into my work. I don't want to play for them. I don't want to. I don't want my picture hanging in, you know, I don't know, wherever. JoJo's Barbecue Shack. I don't want to hang in there. There's an exception for that. And I believe that this baker fits within that exception. Because, again, like I said, it's a wedding cake. It's not like people keep saying he, he's refused them service. He didn't tell them they couldn't come, and, and y'all correct me if I'm wrong, he didn't tell them they couldn't come in the bakery and like buy cookies off the shelf and all that, whatever. He didn't want to make specifically their wedding cake for him. Now, he's an asshole, he's a homophobe, whatever, dude. I'm not caping for him. But what I am saying is, if, you, if they win this case... It's going to be a slippery slope. See, everybody all, yay for love and gay marriage and everybody's equal. That's all y'all, this, y'all liberals, this, this all y'all thinking about. But when it's going to be you and you're going to be a baker in Brooklyn or wherever the fuck you at and some alt-right dude come in and he wants you to make his alt-right wedding cake or he wants you to make his MAGA cake or whatever the fuck and you don't want to do that shit because you don't want to use your creativity for that kind of hatred, guess what? You're going to have to. They're going to take your ass to court, and they're going to use this cake case. They're going to say, no, you're a public accommodation, and you have to make this cake. That's why I think that this is a bad case. Because wherever the fuck y'all are, he don't want to make it. This is some two white gays, I already know. And because he didn't want to make their cake, rather than just go to another bakery that would be happy to make your cake, they want to take this all the way to Supreme Court. I, it's going to, if it's, if you lose... Which I think you will, because Trump then put these fucking dumbfuck um, conservative judges up there. If you lose, you set a terrible precedent, setting everybody back. If you win, you also set a terrible precedent because of what I just said. So I don't think that this is a. I think this is one of them cases that Thurgood Marshall, not trying to speak for him, but from what I read, would say, "Nah, we don't really want that one because that one doesn't. That one doesn't fit into our strategy, and and it's if we lose, it hurts us, and if we win, it hurts us." That is my whole point with this. Of course, I think that gays should be able to get a wedding cake. Of course, I think this man is an asshole. But, like, y'all, a lot liberals, a lot of times, y'all get to raising y'all fists and all this woo-hoo, and, but y'all don't think about the other side. It's all about your, what you're wanting, your feelings being hurt, and you don't think about the other side. If you say this man, and I don't, fuck this man, but I'm sorry. If he's a baker, whether he believes that shit or not, if he don't want to bake your wedding cake for whatever reason... You can how are you gonna make this man? But they're not gonna be able to make him. First of all, like he'll probably just close his shop or turn into a Christian shop or make it a religious cake shop. Whatever he'll come up with a way around it. Cause I would too. Cause I would make a cake. How are you gonna tell me I have to make a cake? Okay, it's a wedding cake. It's personal. It's a design I'm gonna do, and I want to do it for you. And I, I so. That is my point. I think this is a bad case. I think either way it goes, it's going to be bad. And if he win, I'm waiting because I know what's going to happen. I'm waiting. One of them Trumps or one of them clans or one of them alt-rights or somebody is going to walk into somebody's bakery. It was a case not too long ago, four or five years ago, I think, where the kids had um the, these two fucking white supremacists had named their, their son Adolf Hitler. And they tried to go get him a cake. I think it was at Costco, if I'm not mistaken. But it was some bakery like that. And they refused to make the cake. They were like, 
we're not gonna put a, they wanna like Adolf Hitler and like all these swastikas and shit on the cake, happy birthday, some shit like that. And they're like, we're not gonna make that. We're not gonna put this on this cake. You gonna make them make that cake? Now there's some little subtleties there because you, you could, the argument could be that was hate speech, but I think that they didn't win on that because they was like, well, it's the kid's name. The kid's name is Adolf Hitler, right? That's what they named him. They ended up, I forgot what occurred, but like, it's shit like that. So you can't just look at it one way. And this case, like, I'm like, it's not that serious. What other gay person with any sense is going to go to that bakery knowing that them people is hateful? Knowing they don't, why would you want a cake baked by somebody so hateful on your, on your happy day? That shit going to be baked with cake and dandruff. They're going to be spitting and everything in that cake. Why would you want that? Go to another bakery. It's not an MP. Oh, well, just go to another library. See, this is what I tell y'all. Shut the fuck up. It's not the same thing. A library is a public accommodation. Yes, that is open to the public. Nobody in there is doing anything special. Barbecue. And I know I'm going to get dragged, but barbecue is not, it's not, a, it's not creative. I mean, yeah, you, you make your sauce and everybody got their little special rub, but basically you are putting meat on a grill and you're grilling it. That's not something that t- you can tell somebody else how to do it. Hey, man, put it on for this long. Put the t- That's not creative. That's not covered under special skills or creative skills. It's not. So it's not the same thing. It would not apply to the artistic speech exception that this man is claiming. I think it's legitimate. I don't like his reason why, but you cannot tell this man or me or whoever else you have to use your creativity to make these people a cake if and it goes against what you believe in okay today it's the homophobe tomorrow it's going to be you know somebody that's not a homophobe somebody that just spent all their life um fight you know doing art for like positive causes or whatever i don't know um black causes whatever that's what they created it that's what they do and now you tell them they got to make this alt right cake cuz two gays and wherever the fuck they was at couldn't just go to another bakery for their wedding cake. So that's my argument. I'm sticking to it. I don't care. It's a slippery slope. It goes both ways and liberals love to try to, you know, when it's when it's on their side, they all up in arms, but then as soon as it flip back, then all of a sudden, oh, we got to stop the presses. So I think it's a bad case. I don't think it's a case that should have went to the Supreme Court. I think you just let that fucking man in his hateful ass bakery, wherever, and they in the middle of nowhere, fucking uh, not make your cake, and nobody but the other hateful ass people will go there, and just let him be. Like, let him be. Because, another example, because y'all really irked me in my fucking mentions and subbing me, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. The, the other example I can use, if you didn't get the artistic one, is there's another law on housing. Equal opportunity housing. You cannot deny housing to people, right? However, if you own a public residence, I'm sorry, a private residence, you cannot rent to blacks. You can't put it in the ad, and you can't advertise it as such, but you as a personal homeowner, they cannot make, if you don't want to live with a black person, or you don't want to live, they can't make you in your private home in your private home, taking a black person. I think that would make sense to you, right? Who? Why would somebody be able to tell me in my private home who I can take in? There are always exceptions to that public accommodation. It's not just, oh, well, if you're open to the public, you should be open to everybody. That's It's never been that. There has always been exceptions to that law. There's And there should be because, again, you can't tell me I got to make you a cake. I don't give a fuck what your court say. I'm not making that motherfucker cake. You can come in here, you can sit here all day, they can come lock me up, whatever the fuck they gonna do. I ain't making it. I don't wanna make you cake. Wh- what you gonna do? You gonna take me away? 
So I just think it's a bad case. I think it's going to set a bad precedent if you win. I think it's going to set you back decades because, because listen, the court's not going to get more liberal. Y'all done fucked that up. So they're going to be more conservative. So it's not going to get better as you go. So you better take the best cases you can that are going to get you where you want to go. Because these motherfuckers trying to snatch the rug out from under all of us. So now's not the time to be doing this dumb shit. My opinion, I think it's lose-lose either way. Um, Moving on. Uh, I'm going to go through these really quick because I don't care. Um, Al Franken stepped down. John Kanye stepped down. Like I've been telling y'all, they can all go. Y'all want to move around, we will move y'all around. Um, I still have not, because I honestly, I don't care. But I still have not read the details of Franken, but I've seen a little enough headlines here and there to see that it, his conduct has actually been egregious. It wasn't just those pictures. People have been coming forward with different things he's done. I mean, again, it's not the same as a pedophile, but still, like, you know, liberals try to two sides things. Oh, well, this is different. How is it different? Oh, well, it's not as egregious. Okay, how is it not as egregious? You know what I'm saying? These women are bothered by it. These women spoke up. You say, don't ignore the victims. Listen, but now, because of this guy you like, now all of a sudden, well, it wasn't that bad. Y'all, this is that, y'all, when y'all do shit like this, this is how it's so easy to paint y'all as hypocritical because y'all do things like this. And I understand, oh, well, we need these people and, and we're showing we have integrity. I wish y'all get the fuck over that. These fucking Republicans don't give a fuck about integrity. They don't give a fuck. They want to win. They want to win so they can do the things they want to do. Y'all motherfuckers swear y'all in a Boy Scout, Girl Scout troop. This shit is in a war. We are in a fucking war. We ain't all this. I don't give a fuck about. Like, y'all, did y'all make him step down because y'all want to be able to say y'all took the high road? Or did y'all make him step down because y'all think y'all should step down? Because I think it's the first, and that's why y'all fucking lose. When we that, when they go low, we go high. Y'all gonna go high straight down into the fucking grave. When they bust you in your fucking skull behind that dumb shit. If, I don't know when y'all gonna wake the fuck up, but you know what? I'm not even gonna rant because I'm gonna be happy that Keisha Bottoms won <laughs> in Atlanta Mayor. But, I'm, I listen... I don't know what have to happen, but all of these these them, the Democrats got to go. They, we need fresh blood. We need people who are tough. We need people who are hard. We need people who are practical. I'm tired of you fucking white liberal motherfuckers getting up on TV and talking about integrity and the rule of law and procedure. Nigga, they kicking in your fucking face. They got you fucking face down in the dirt with their boot in your fucking neck and kicking you in your fucking face. Like, wake up. I give a fuck about that shit. Y'all better start winning or we all gonna be dead. Alright, that was that. Moving on. Just going to be short, too, y'all. It's just not a lot um, that I have. This been a rough week for me. I don't know if I told y'all the reason this was late, because I went to the office Christmas party. So, I just didn't. I got back last night and just was tired and just couldn't do it. It would have been the worst podcast ever. Um. So, your man dumped, your president, has um changed, the upended 70 years of... Uh, protocol and recognize Jerusalem as the capital. Now, it's a whole lot of reasons why this is some fuck shit. And if y'all listen to this for a while, y'all know I have very unpopular opinions on the Middle East, but I come by them honestly. My opinions are unpopular, but they are informed. And I just don't give, I just, if that whole place go up in flames like the goddamn LA brush fires, I don't give a damn. I just want, I don't care. I just really want them people to fight it out and we just deal with whoever's left. I don't care about the peace part. I mean, They've been fighting since Bible days, y'all, about the same shit. Like, I can't explain how, how, 
ridiculous those people are. And I don't mean no disrespect, but if you go, anybody who's listening, I know military people listen to me. I know some of y'all have been to Iraq and Afghanistan and, and Israel and these places and seeing the way these people act about this shit and just be like, what the fuck? Like, y'all, like, this, this, everybody is so fucking super petty. They're fucking zealots. They're fucking crazy. They be talking to you seriously about arguments from... 10,000 years ago, like, nigga, what are you talking about? What, how are you arguing over something from the goddamn Bible or just the promised land? But nigga, please, nigga, please, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Niggas don't want to hear the Bible about something from yesterday. You talking about something from, that shit is not real, bro. That shit is a book, a story that somebody wrote. How you want 2017 waving some goddamn religious text talking about this is our, like, get that shit the fuck out of my face. And not just that, but everybody, the whole problem is everybody got a claim to it. Y'all fucking same ass book. Jews swear that they the promised land. Okay, but the Arabs and the Palestinians and the Christians do too. You know why? Because it's all in there. So, you know, I don't know what you want me to do, bro. I don't give my fuck about this goat. I don't care what you're saying about the, he looked at your daughter. And, and I don't care. Like, can y'all just get, get both of y'all, go walk away or we going to shoot all of y'all. <laughs> I'm just playing. We ain't gonna shoot nobody. But I'm, you be thinking that shit. Like, you be like, yo. I mean, bro, it be like people, you be breaking up arguments like 20 times a day with the same fucking people about the petty and some bullshit. You be like, god damn. Ugh. And, that, uh, and that's just Iraq, which ain't even got as much like civil strife as some of these other places. So, I don't care. I'm like, man, look, lead them people to their fate. Um, they turned to Jerusalem. It's a big deal because without getting into a lot of detail, but I, I know this because again, I was in the Marine Corps and it's a lot of fucking weirdos in the Marines and in the military. It's a lot of Mormons and evangelicals and just a lot of fucking weirdos. So I happen to know that part of the reason why the evangelicals, and that's where this is coming from, have been pushing for so long to have Jerusalem recognized as the capital of Israel is because in their little, I don't know, philosophy or religion or whatever, little story, fairy tale they tell themselves, the thing that has to happen prior to Jesus coming back is for war, is for um, war to break out in the Middle East and everybody to be wiped out. And the way that you can start that is by declaring the capital of Jerusalem because that's going to upset the Christians and that's going to upset the Muslims and it's going to turn into war. And in their little fairy tale religion, that is the precursor to the Lord uh, Jesus coming back. So that's what this is all about. This nigga done set the whole world on fire for these evangelicals who are the fucking looniest of loons. Okay, and I'm sorry if anybody at the religious look, y'all like it. I love it. I think all that shit is nonsense. I think it's all stupid. I think people have been killing each other over the centuries for this made up bullshit that is nothing of God. It's all about power and control and keeping people, some people rich and some people poor and will be killing each other over again. Some fucking shit written in a book that wasn't even written. It was written by some white king. It wasn't. I know y'all swear to God, it's a book of God. The Bible, the, there's King James Version of the Bible was written. Um, probably around when Shakespeare was alive. So that's the 16th or 5th, no, no earlier than the 15th century. And I know that there's Ethiopian, there's earlier texts and all of that, yes. But the, that ain't, people always throw that to you. Oh, well, they had, yes, they did. But that ain't the version y'all worshiping. Because the older Christian, and, and again, 
when Rome fell, people lost so much, so we don't even know if that was supposed to be the final product. For all we know, it was something else. We don't know. Like, so much shit burnt down. But the original Christianity that the Ethiopians had and that um, the early uh, Christians had in Africa and stuff like that um, was very close to Judaism. It was not this shit that these white people... uh, worship the shit that these white people worship came up around after rome fell and there was no governments there was no nothing everything was wild and uncivilized and people was like okay we got to do something to get people because for all these tens of thousands of years we had these roman gods that we were worshiping and we had all the civilization and all this you know for the time technology and now we live in you know the fucking you know the southern colored people sun people fell and these fucking barbarians from north of the wall took over and they ain't have no education and no nothing and so they need to come up with something and so the bible is what they came up with and y'all can argue me down all you want to i know history i researched that shit and that's what it is um so that's what it's all about he did that to uh wreck to uh uphold the promise he made to evangelicals and uh, Hey, the shit gonna go up, and I can't, (laughs) honestly, and this is gonna be really, really fucked up, but I'm sorry, like I told y'all last week, this is triage, and we gotta worry about what we can worry about. Honestly, him doing that probably allows us to breathe a little bit, because the attacks will not be against us here, most likely, they're gonna turn their attention to Israel and Jerusalem, because of this move, because now it's like, oh, okay, you want to do this? Fine. And they're gonna start hitting Jerusalem and Israel like like it. But remember back in back before nine eleven, when terrorism didn't bother the United States, that shit was something that happened overseas, and we only heard about it on the news. I think that is gonna occur again. I think it's gonna go back to us. They're gonna stop trying to hit us on the mainland for what? You gotta oh, you gotta you gotta show and prove in Jerusalem now. So I mean, I really don't care. Like I just. I don't. As long, as long as North Korea ain't hitting us with no missiles, them people fight till you die, man. Like, I don't... I, I've never cared about that. Like, I I don't... I'm not going to say my real thoughts, but I, you know, I think that after World War II, they annexed... They took that land from the Muslims and the Christians and gave it to the Jewish people, and we've had nothing but problems ever since. And that's all I'm going to say on that. I ain't taking no sides. I ain't saying what is what. I'm just saying... Y'all displaced a whole lot of people to make this country for these people, and the world been on fire ever since. Hey, that's all I'm going to say. Um, what else? Uh, I had something else to say about that uh, issue, uh, but I am drawing a blank on it, so perhaps it was not that important. Um, yeah, okay. So, again, this episode is not going to be really long, and um. I think I told y'all last week, so I'm going to move on to um, Genghis Kicks. I think I told y'all last week, like, this this season for Kicks has been very, very, very disappointing. I have been searching high and low. Like, I haven't bought sneak. Like, right now, I'm going to go check, and I'm, I might get these um, new Adidas that came out. I finally found a pair of Adidas that I like. I like old-school, original Adidas. I, don't, I like the Boost, a couple of them, but these new... Other shit that Adidas is putting out, these Yeezys and all this other shit, I don't like. But I've always liked classic Adidas, and there's a pair that just came out, and they on sale. So I might get them, because I could get two pairs of them for one pair or something else. But I am just very disappointed, and I've been, I, all week I've been like, damn, what, what am I going to put up? And I just ain't found nothing. So what I did was, 
I got this one pair of Nikes that I'm going to put up because they some new Kyries, and they're kind of hot, and I might try to get them. And then I just went back to Gucci. Remember I told y'all Gucci? Listen, Gucci been on fire. I don't know if I know everybody can't afford it, but if y'all want to buy yourself something nice and y'all been saving up, go to the Gucci website. This season, they've been coming strong. They got some fire some fire shit on there. I'm talking about leather, um, everything. And it's not, you know, if people, I'm a fan of Gucci, but people know Gucci, you got to be careful with it because it gets to, it gets tacky really quickly, but they toned it down a lot. Like it's really dope. And when it is, when it does pop, it don't do too much. Right. So I went and got a few of them and I'm gonna put them up, but like, I don't, I don't really have any, like there's, there's another pair of Jordans coming out, but uh, maybe I'll put them up there. All right. But I'm just like, I mean, it's, it's some stuff coming out January, but that ain't the same. Like, I'm like, where's all the fly kicks? Like, um, so anyway, I don't really, I said all that to say, I don't really have a lot of shoes for y'all. Like, I, I just, I put them Gucci's up and, I, and I, maybe I'll put, um, I'll put a couple pair of Jordans up. Cause I know some people like Jordans regardless. I might not like them, but y'all do. Sorry, I drink coffee. I'm tired. So I'll put them up. Sorry. Um what else? It's gonna be a short episode. I had I had an um another recommendation, but what was it? Oh, well, it's not really a recommendation, but y'all know I'm an ID channel watcher. I've I've converted some of y'all to ID and I just want y'all to know that um the one of the better I think this um a crime to remember and fear thy neighbor might be my two favorite shows on ID. I mean, they have quite a few, but those two are my favorite. And A Crimes Remember is about to start up again. And basically what they do is they take true crimes that happen. And they, and some of them you have heard of them. Most of them I haven't, though. But they take true crimes that happened in the past and they reenact them and tell you what happened. Um, and they have actors to play it. But it's really cool because at the end, they'll always, like, they'll always um, show you when they do the summary or whatever, they'll show you the real people and they'll give you a little um, blurb about what happened and they'll always show because always show, they get actors to play the part, but at the end, they'll always show you the real picture. And um, the first episode they ever did, I don't know, you might be watching on On Demand or find it maybe on Netflix, but the first episode they did, I was hooked because they did a, um, a black lady was murdered in, was it Mississippi or South Carolina? It was somewhere down south and it turned out that... Um, she was getting like raped by her boss or something like that and he murdered her and it was like this whole long story is this at the end it says she ended up in the institution and it was kind of really sad but it drew me in because it's like it's real stories it's not like they make it up so um that's about to start on id and the other one is fear thy neighbor and a lot of y'all watch that fear thy neighbor be good because fear thy neighbor some one of the neighbors usually ends up dead and but they'll have the actual people telling the story of what happened and you can most times figure out which one is dead because it'll be the other people to okay they don't it's not all you know is it i think yeah i think always somebody dies but they'll have you can kind of tell because the part one of the neighbors will be alive and the other one won't and it's fun it's a it's a funny show because when you watch it right you can it's always you, you can always tell like right away who's wrong and who's not like they try they try to make it even like they really they don't bias it in any way but this there's always put if put it like this if two neighbors are arguing and one person ends up dead you know that somebody somewhere just undid the most right because <laughs> 
because who you know what argument arises to to you kill your neighbor so it's funny because they'll always they try to tell it real even like oh this is this person's side this is that person's side but like in 10 minutes you'd be like nigga you was bugging like or or the person that was there was because the story just be ridiculous like so this the one the last one i watched it was um it was two neighbors actually in philly and it was two neighbors a white guy and um two white guys and the one um guy and I didn't watch it to the end, but I assume he was the one that died because the other one was telling the story. You can always tell who died because they don't eat. They, they friends and wives or whatever you telling the story. He was like this Marine. And the way that they described him, I got it right away because I know so many Marines like that. Like he thought he was the captain of the block. And he would raise his flag. and He was always bugging people about their yards and cleaning their shit up. So I knew exactly the type of personality type. And then the other guy, I forgot what he was, but he was like more professional or whatever. And um, the beef was... The professional guy, like, he didn't keep his grass quite as nice as everybody. And then, it to complicate things, they had this other neighbor that was, like, OCD and, like, one of the super nosy neighbors. And he was, like, complaining about dude's grass and everything. And so, he just kind of co-signed on a Marine dude. And the Marine dude was, like, he just thought he was, like, block captain and shit. And ain't nobody invite, vote, vote him that shit. He was coming on. The dude had, like, a shed in the back that was, like, kind of dilapidated. So... As the story goes along, I kind of figured out, so I was like, okay, did Marine dude definitely was being an asshole, he was like on the dude's ground, like he would come outside and a guy, he would be in his yard, like moving his, his shit around, and he like, what the fuck you doing, he like, oh, well, if you're not gonna clean it up, I'm gonna clean it up, and dude was like, get the fuck off my yard, like, get the fuck, get the fuck out of my yard, get the fuck out of my driveway, I felt him on that, like, nigga, what the fuck are you doing, but I kind of got the assholeness from the other guy too because the, the the shed was run down and y'all know when y'all live on the block if everybody keep their grass nice and you got this one dude that got the run down shag and he just wouldn't and I, I kind of knew he said he he tried to like even it out like it was not a big deal but he little things along the way he was like yeah he started so the marine guy started getting pissed off and calling like the city or whoever and he was getting fined so I was like okay so if the city came out and they were fining you your shit had to be fucked up whether he was an asshole or not right like they don't just find you for nothing like they probably came out there and they were like yo this shit has got to go and that's he was so he was saying he got like all these fines so I'm like yeah so your shit probably was fucked up because he was trying to make it like oh like for instance. And this is when I knew this guy was an asshole. He had one of them invisible fences for his dogs. And the neighbors was complaining that the dogs were shitting on their yard. And they was telling him it didn't work. And he was like, well, actually, it does work. And I'm like, dude, it probably don't work. Like, like if they, you know, if the dogs, if they get, nobody else got a dog and they shitting on your yard. Like, I don't see why they would make that up. So it was like little stuff like that. Like, they... And they just kept getting pissed because they would be like, hey, man, can you, why don't you build a fence or can you put him on a leash or something? He was just sure that his little electronic fence just worked. Like, you know, the shit could malfunction or whatever. I don't know. But the dogs, I believed that the dogs are getting out because it was more than what, because, again, they have the real people telling the story. And the, a couple of the neighbors was like, yeah, the dogs, the fence didn't work. It really did. The dogs would be out. And he was like, oh, no, it works. They never got out. I'm like, why would they lie? They say, they all saying the dogs got out. So a little stuff like that. But anyway, it's a good show because it's always funny because it's always, I'm telling you, you're going to be like, nigga, you, what the, who does that? It was another one where the guy kept, he put a fence, it was like a property dispute, and he put like a fence across the road, the road, so that nobody could go up the road because he thought that the road was on his property. It's, it's always some ridiculous shit, and it's always one neighbor that is clearly, clearly, clearly crazy. And the other one, it's just funny to tell the story because they be sitting there trying to act like they normal or like, oh, no, you know, yeah, I mean, he just kept bugging me about my dogs. But my dogs weren't off the property. Okay, dude. 
but you said you had like three thousand dollars in fines, right? So you wasn't keeping your shit up. So recommend that um, a crime to remember. ID is great. I, I have my channel on ID all day. Um, but those are those are two good shows that are coming back. Um, oh, and I gotta watch the dating game killer on on demand. I kept missing it. Okay. Um, all right, y'all. So yeah, um, I told y'all that Genghis Kicks don't really have a lot. Um, some of y'all told me that y'all watch My Hunter and y'all like it. Good. I told y'all it's really good. It, it, I watched that joint like crack. Um, and I actually went back and rewatched because I realized I missed some stuff, and I can't wait for the second season. The Crown is about to start again. Shout out to, um, I was calling her Merkel, Megan Mackle, who's about to be a princess, and I know it's going to be a duchess, but whatever, I'm calling her princess, I don't know if y'all know, I was royalty in another life, and I did, like, this whole shit, the courtesies and pomp circumstance, this is my shit, so I will be watching that wedding, um, Rihanna was out last night looking fly in her Christmas coat, and, um, it was this white lady that she came out, because, you know, Rihanna rolled, you know, whatever, she walked out, and she was walking toward the car, and this white lady came up and was like, you are a queen, I was like, that's me, <laughs> yes, white lady, she was like, Rihanna walked right past her, like, she ain't trying to touch her or nothing, she just like, you are a queen, <laughs> that shit was funny, um, yeah, okay, um, but I think she said she was going to L.A., so I think they fly back to Cali. Okay. Um, oh, and shout out to her. She got most stream artists on Spotify. She went up on, on Instagram and talked to her shit like, wow, and I ain't even got an album out in 2017. And I feel like that was, you know, a little bit of talking her shit because, you know, I will say to the day I die that uh, um, Anti was the best album of 2016. They should have won an album of the year and all that. I don't care about y'all and y'all little faves or whatever. That album is still going strong because it was quality. It was quality. It had been on the charts forever. It was an album full of hits. It was not one song on that album that was not a hit. It was a quality album and it should have been nominated and it should have won. No fucking way. I don't even fuck. Um, yeah. Alright, so... We have 45 minutes. I don't talk to y'all enough. This has been a slow week. I'll make it up to y'all next time. So, um, also, oh, I wanted to tell y'all, the Bumpers app is still up. I haven't really been active on there because the joint was down for like a month and I just forgot about it. So, I'll try to um, get back up on that. But Genghis, same thing. Genghis Kells on Bumpers. I usually retweet them in my TL. And y'all can hear those. Follow me on that. Um, those are little shorter snippets, though. Um... So, thanks for listening. Tell your friends. I see I got more people. Some of y'all listen. I had no idea that y'all listened, but thank you. Um, uh, so, reach out to me on my email. It's thanks for asking podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me on Twitter at KMGZ or the podcast. I wish, please go to the podcast Twitter and follow me. It's um, at thanks underscore for asking without the G. Um, you can hit the comments on SoundCloud or wherever you listen at. Please um, go to iTunes, rate me. A lot of you have. Thank you so much. I've been reading your comments. Thank you so much. Um, I really like doing this. I'm glad y'all like listening. Um, so do that for me, please. Thank you. And what else? Um, that's it, I think. Um, this, Bro, I've been trying to get the Christmas break, and this fucking two and a half weeks has taken 84 years. It has taken so long. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, okay, that's it, um, I'm gonna call this episode Make My Cake, cause I just, uh, I, I don't, I don't know, I just, again, we gotta focus, and we gotta do what's important, and we gotta, you know, every, everything can't be a thing, and I just don't, 
I don't see the wisdom of going after this particular case. Not saying don't go after any case where a person is refusing to do things for gay people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the facts of this specific case and these facts I don't think are is a good one because I think it is just way too easier to go get a cake at another bakery than to set civil rights back 50 years for you if you lose or have us fucked up out here having to deal with these crackers who already off the fucking chain if you win because it's gonna happen so i don't think this is a good strategic victory i think i think i'm not for discrimination i'm not saying don't ever bring but i don't think it's a public accommodation i think it fits squarely within the artistic um exception and I, that and i think it's the exact purpose for what that artistic expression is for because like it or not listen there is somebody out there who truly believes in their religious beliefs that you know gay that marriage between a man and a woman and they don't want to bake your cake because they don't believe in it now you know are they assholes sure do they are they worried about the wrong shit sure but if that's their honest belief they should not be made to make a cake it's a private business again you're not in the government building you're not costco or nothing like that we know that them cakes all look the fucking same all they gonna do is put a different stencil on there that's not the same as making somebody a wedding cake designing creating whatever a wedding cake for somebody in my opinion Y'all might disagree. I don't think it, I think it's that's clearly artistic expression because if that's the case, you could just go anywhere and get a wedding cake. People go to specific bakers because they want that guy that made that cake. Perfect example: that cake that they um had on Instagram that the, um the Nets made for Jay Z. You gonna look at that cake and tell me that's that's not an artistic expression? You can just go anywhere and get that cake. No. So make my cake. Episode one thirty. Thanks for asking, Kells Radio. Um, yeah. So. Uh, See y'all next week. Peace.